Blog Talk Radio. Hey. Mike is acting up or something like that. But why is why is Mike is um he's trying to get it right. So how you been, Amanda? I've been good, my darling. Yeah, I've been very good. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. How's how's over there in the UK? Things are okay. Yeah, I've got some uh, news to share with everybody today. Is Andy here? Is that Andy? Andy. Yes, man. How we doing? Hey, hey yeah, you Andy. back? Hey, buddy. Yeah, we have a hey, Miss Andy Kimball. I some technical problems, guys. Apologies about all the other <laughs> We can hear you very faintly, Andy. We've got a lot of uh, interference. Well, why Andy is doing it? Let's talk about what's going on in the world on your side of the pond, Amanda. Okay, well, we've got some um, interesting things that's been, um, like, showing up in the news. Uh, we've got uh, – let's start with the coronavirus because that's usually the most important thing for everybody. Yeah. So since this new law of social distancing groups of no more than six started yesterday, it's brought okay. about a lot of concern. Because the Home Secretary, Pretty Patel, her name is, told people that even two groups of four people, if they are seen um, on the streets talking to each other, it's seen as mingling and therefore against the law. Really? Um, yeah, and apparently this was the first time in 700 years since such a law has been in place. Um, oh, yeah, Lord Scriven. He's a member of the House of Lords, which is um, like a second part to Parliament that we have here in government. Um, He was quoted to say, for the first time since the 1300s, mingling is an offence under English law. And that is because back in the 1300s, we had the Black Death, uh, which was it was a disease um, which was also known as the bubonic plague. If you so, if you could compare it to any kind of disease, what what could you compare it to? You know, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like you know, like the measles. Yeah, I uh, I don't really know much about the disease itself. Okay. Um, but symptoms apparently are non-specific to be reliable. Um. Yeah, uh, high fevers. That high is fevers. Uh, that is. That is most interesting. Yeah. It had high fever, wow. coughing, hey guys. vomiting, hey. blood. How Sorry, I'm hey. Welcome, Good evening, guys. guys. This is, I'm sorting on my microphones here, but we'll get it straight. This is the Coast to Coast live show. My name is Andy Kimball. We do have Amanda, and I know uh, Cornell and Amanda have been uh, manning the uh, the studio here, and that's why I get myself straightened out. And thank you for doing that. And I did I no did chime in, and I've been listening to what you're talking about, and thank you for that. And uh, how are you guys doing? How's everything going? Everything is great. Everything is great. Absolutely. I believe in that law of attraction, you know. (laughs) The law of attraction. The universe. Yeah. I I think you, Andy. You know, things are doing all right here, you know. We're we're catching up on the news and catching up more on what people are concerned about, reading about, and today's headlines. We're going to talk Mm. about that, of course, on today's show as we move forward here. Um, You know, there's a, a... a bombshell um, of a news report 
which stems from a whistleblower okay. uh, from within the Trump White House. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a, a little later on and what exactly that whistleblower who identified himself did it said out of the HF, uh, Department of uh, Homeland Security here. But also want to talk about – I know we, we've been diving into um, some of the um, interview that was done by Bob Woodward and Don. I'm getting some feedback. Is somebody on speakerphone? Uh, no. I'm hearing no. feedback for some reason. I don't, I'm, I don't yeah, know I'm hearing that. that I'm hearing that I'm too. I'm hearing it also. I was about to tell you that too. Hmm. That's really crazy. I don't know what that is. I'm kind of hearing myself in the mirror here. We're going to straighten yeah. this out. In the meantime, what I'm going to do is play um, a couple of the clips that we have directly from the Bob Woodward Donald Trump interview. This just goes back to February 9th, and I want you to keep in mind the date. February 9th. Keeping in mind what day we were notified of this pandemic and what when what time frame the lockdown starts. Okay, this is February okay. 9th. Okay. And so, what was uh, President Xi saying yesterday? Well, we were talking mostly about the uh, the virus, and I think he's going to have it in good shape. But you know, it's a very tricky situation. It's uh, it goes it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. You know, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. Who, who would ever think that, right? I know. It's I mean, it's pretty forgotten. amazing. And uh, then I say, well, is that the same thing? For, this uh, is more right. deadly. This is 5 per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Deadly stuff. Talking knitting the... The flu um, fatalities, you know, approximately, which varies between 25 and 30,000 people per year, and mm. that the coronavirus is five times as deadly. Right. February, February 9th. Hmm. That's the date. Right? Okay. Cornell. We talked yesterday. Yeah, when, when did you when did you first learn about the uh, coronavirus? About. I would say in the beginning of March. Interesting. How about you, Amanda? Okay, well, I know on a previous show when uh, we covered this question that I mentioned that, you know, a specific memory I had, I thought it was March. But then as you went on to talk, I remembered it was actually in February that we heard it. I couldn't tell you if it was February 9th, but it's definitely February. Because I remember it being the talk of everyone and they were only just introducing the hand sanitizers and things um, very, very early in that month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's fast forward. Now, uh, let's go uh, about 17 interviews later to March 19th. This is again, Bob Woodward at Donald Trump. It's not just old people, Bob, but just today and, and yesterday, some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people. To plenty of young people. So, give me a moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind, because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to oh my god the gravity is uh almost inexplicable and unexplainable well i think bob really to be honest with you sure, i want you to i be. wanted to uh i wanted to always play it down i still like playing it down yes sir. because i don't want to create a panic And we are back, and we are back. Can you hear me okay? 
Yeah, yeah we hear you, darling. Yeah. We can hear you great now. Sorry about the technical issues, so, people. I don't know what that is, is about. I'm definitely getting feedback. feedback. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It sounds like so, some psychedelic. So, and, anyway, <laughs> the interesting thing is, about this, hello, hello, hello. I start singing the national anthem. Oh, oh say. It's like a stadium, you know. And now batting number two, two, two four, 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 the 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 Detroit, 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 Detroit. Yeah, it's kind of like somebody on LSD. Now number four, 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 four. Now batting number three, 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 four, 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 four. I want to be Echo Man when I grow up. That's me when it starts to get cold outside. I'm just like, you know, just running my words. You can't hold a conversation with me, Echo. I always make sure this room is very toasty. <laughs> very, very, very toasty. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so the interesting is echo on echo on off because we all knew he was downplaying the coronavirus when deadly contagion was speaking across the Atlantic over thousands at this point, you know. And a lot of people were becoming sick. And his statement publicly was like a miracle, it will disappear. This whole time, saying, you're saying it's going to disappear. We have 15 cases. It's under control. You heard, you heard what he told Bob Woodward, so obviously he knew different. Yeah. So your, so your opinion, opinion, did he have a responsibility to be honest with the American people, or should he have kept it quiet like they're saying to avoid panic? What do you think, guys? Well, I mean, obviously I see the benefit of um, keeping something what is seen as under control because people – do to get crazy um, and they get very scared very easily so in that aspect yeah. I understand it but the severity of it I think it could have been handled in a, a different way and I mean I'm, I'm no expert with this I, if I was up on that stage or, or behind the camera or front of the camera whatever however you want to put it I would I would not know how to put that across to not create a panic but also alert people of the severity of it. Well, when it you know, landed, because of the time frame, it was, mm. it was severe. But when, right. it, when it was landed, it had already been here and affected thousands of people. Right, so okay. If you had told people in February, yeah. here's what's happening around the world. We're, we're very minimal here. The potential will become pretty bad. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our national plan. We need, we need right. everybody to stay home. We need to shut down. I know it sounds extreme, but I'd rather you shut down and you stay home than die. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. If they, if they would have shut it shut down real quick, I think the pandemic would have just, you know, kind of went away a little sooner. I mean, that's yeah. my perspective. Yeah, and I don't think there's – when you look at every other country in the world recovering, recovering from this and how they've handled some of this. And look where we are with over a thousand people dying a day, almost 200,000 dead. 20% of the deaths in the world are in the United States, we have 5% of the world's population. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I think the difference. I think it could be. There's obviously ways of bringing it across. Um, Yeah. As long as you show strong leadership and you show the people that they can have faith in you. And that they should trust you that this is the right thing to do, then yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. I think if they if they see fear in their leader, you know, or they they've already lost trust in him, then I think that's where the the danger lies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, something else is kind of interesting. We, we just regarding the Woodward interview, it's just you know, it's a standalone. Some people mm-hmm. say if Bob Woodward knew of this information in February, which he did, right? Why did he wait till now to release it? Interesting. What would Trump had to do? What would Trump have had to do in February if Bob Woodward played those tapes to 330 million Americans in February? Yeah. What would the, what would the yeah. president have to had to have done? So now there's two ways of looking at it. Was Bob Woodward an opportunist, knowing that he was going to come out with a book? Him? Sure. Sure. He was, he, was, right. he, was, he was an opportunist by doing so. Uh, um, would it have made, made, made a difference? The answer to that, that is no. Why right. would not have made a difference? Because Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Andy, you yeah. still have the echo. You still have the echo. 
One of my yeah, she did. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, hey, I, I hear it. Sure. sure. I'm I'm my picture how to handle it. Uh, oh, my grade. <laughs> I, I guess you. This is. I guess this is the remix show, right? <laughs> yeah, we're putting some uh, special effects on it for everybody. A little softer well, we with it, right? Is I might be able to uh, fix it during, during um, this commercial break. Let's see what happens uh, if we come back. If I fix it during this break, we'll be right back. No problem. Kailua Kona is a special place. It's an eclectic town surrounded by the most beautiful water on the planet, filled with inspiration and beauty. In Hawaii, we celebrate family and friends, and it's the golden hour that we do it. We couldn't help but be inspired by the golden light from Kona to produce Kona Light, our latest blonde ale brewed with real tropical mango. With 99 calories and a taste of island life, our Ohana is sure to enjoy the easy drinking, refreshing flavors of Kona Light. There's no better way to celebrate a day well lived than enjoying a Kona Light with family and friends. Soaking it all in, knowing we are exactly where we want to be. Kona Brewing Company. One life, right? Still an echo, I bet. Still an echo? Still an echo, I'm saying. I'm thinking still an echo. You sound better. All right. Better now? Yes. Now we got to get to get Amanda. Amanda. Amanda's here. I'm you here. Are? Sorry. Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, sound yeah. better okay. now. Okay. There we yeah. go. It's much, so, much better. Can you... Right. I don't know what that was about, but we did fix it. Uh, thank God to commercial breaks for needs to troubleshoot these things and see what the deal is. And um, anyway, if uh, do we hear what I was saying well enough, or do we need to go over that again? Yes. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I think we're good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the other thing we're going to talk, the other thing I want to, uh, you know, there's a few bunch of things I want to cover today, but the um, the other important item, I think, as I said earlier in the show, if you heard me okay through my echoplex, um, is um, about the whistle. Is echoplex is like an echoplex. The new microphone. Get an echoplex. Next time I'm going to try like a fuzz box and see if I can make myself sound like Jimi Hendrix, you know, or Peter Frampton. Yeah, you know. I am your father. Oh, yeah. I yes. love it. Uh, love it. Oh yeah. You know, um you know what I'll tell you what, the um yeah, you know all the technical things we have here, we have a lot of things at our disposal and some make things worse, some make things better, and you push a button and you see, what does this do? I don't know, it's played. Next thing you know, you sound like Echo Man. You play, <laughs> <laughs> you play this, you sound like you 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 play this, you sound like Fart Man. You play Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've experienced that one. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and if you don't know which button to push, you just keep, you just keep, (laughs) (laughs) every time, every time, every time. That's why I love this show. You never know what to expect. Absolutely. You never know. Thank you. Thank you. At least all the boys and girls like me. <laughs> oh, we love you, Andy. You got to yeah. It ain't easy being me. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you, you know, walking around I'll all day you. with a mankini and a, you know, a Tesla and, and all that. I guess you, um, you, 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 you think I'm kidding about that mankini? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> you wait till the next batch of pictures come up. <laughs> That's gonna be great. We'll put it on Instagram, Andy. You better believe it. Hey, I got a question for you guys. <laughs> Yeah. You ready? Okay, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Ready? Here we go. Who's number one with Hispanics? Mm. Good question. Stay tuned okay. for tomorrow's show. <laughs> 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 
Good one, Andy. Good comeback. <laughs> I like it. I like Joe it. Biden and hey. Kamala Harris would bury the economy under an avalanche of red tape, more regulation, and more bureaucracy. In fact, the California senator that he named as his running mate this week said during her short campaign for president that Americans needed to be, and I quote, educated about the effect of our eating habits on our environment. Senator Kamala Harris said she would change the dietary guidelines of this country to reduce the amount of red meat Americans can eat. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Yeah. What kind of meat is that? We can't let them do that. That's a Pence, which is a major concern about the Biden and Harris campaign. And uh, absolutely no way we can let them uh, interfere with America's we, – we cannot let them do that. Now, folks, come on. You know, Between cutting America's red meat and overtaking the suburbs with, 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 uh, with projects and rioters and looters and anarchists, this sounds like a president that should not be elected. We've got to avoid – especially if you're a meat eater, do not vote for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris because they, in fact, will be cutting your red meat out of your diet. So uh, I strongly advise you to think about – um, you know that uh, before you vote. Moving right along <laughs> with our show, you know, you know what to say about that guy. You know, he's a jackass. <laughs> so anyway, you know, so yes, um, so we got to get. There's another thing I want to talk about that we brought up earlier in the show, and I'll tell you what that is. Um, the whistleblower, the same type of um, of mechanism that forced Trump's impeachment. And he was impeached. You know, the Senate wouldn't hear any witnesses regarding the uh, uh, Congress's impeachment of the president, why they decided to impeach him based on all the evidence, based on all the witness testimony. The Senate wouldn't hear any of it. So imagine going to court and somebody brings a case against you, but they will provide no evidence why that case is justified against you and the judge lets you go free because there's no evidence to say, hey, you can't be guilty of any charges because there's nothing here that says you're guilty of doing anything. And that's what Mitch McConnell did during the Senate hearing uh, regarding the congressional impeachment of the president of the United States. And Trump was, in fact, impeached. So whoever on that impeachment was a whistleblower who – and under the Whistleblower Protection Act, they are protected. They never in any condition or, or any whatsoever have to reveal their actual identity. That's part of the whistleblower program. That's why they call it a whistleblower because there's automatically a certain protection umbrella. They're covered automatically. Boom, as soon as you become a whistleblower. But this whistleblower happened to reveal their name because they were a former um, agent within the HMS, which is the Department of Homeland Security. And uh, we're going to hear Brian Tyler, who's a colleague, uh, talk about uh, this episode because I think he does a better job than than, I, than me. So let's take a listen. So the whistleblower here is the former Office of Intelligence and Analysis acting undersecretary Brian Murphy, and it outlines a number of issues, all of which are centered on the overarching theme uh, of, of changing intelligence to validate Trump's rhetoric. So the complaint alleges that senior White House and DHS officials modified intelligence assessments to match Trump's rhetoric against Antifa while minimizing the threat posed by objectively more dangerous white supremacists. It alleged that then-DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen inflated the number of suspected terrorist crossings at the southern border during her testimony to Congress to justify the construction of the border wall, despite being briefed by the whistleblower himself that those numbers weren't accurate. It alleges that DHS lied about levels of violence in Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador so that those places would seem like safe destinations to send migrants to as part of Trump's immigration policy. And finally, Murphy details how he was ordered to stop providing intelligence reports on Russian election interference and to start reporting on activities pertaining to Iran and China. 
And that last point is the point uh, that I want to focus on. The whistleblower complaint uh, says that he was, quote, instructed to cease providing intelligence assessments on the threat of Russian interference in the United States and instead start reporting on interference activities by China and Iran. These instructions specifically originated from White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien. Mr. Murphy informed Acting DHS Secretary Mr. Wolf that he would not comply with those instructions as doing so would put the country in substantial and specific danger, end quote. It goes on to say that Murphy was told on July 8, 2020, that, quote, the intelligence notification should be held because it made the president look bad. Mr. Murphy objected, stating that it was improper to hold a vetted intelligence product for reasons of political embarrassment, and as a result, he was excluded from future meetings. And that's corroborated by the fact that administration officials have decided two months before an election to stop offering in-person briefings on Russian election meddling efforts, opting instead to only offer written briefings. But... Here's the thing. If this whistleblower complaint is valid, then those written briefings aren't reliable. They're being altered to fit Trump's narrative. And by the way, that's not to say that China and Iran's activities aren't harmful, and they very well may be, but that's not why they're being highlighted. They're being highlighted because Trump has unilaterally decided to paint Biden as being pro-China and pro-Iran, and so because he only knows how to project He's trying to shoehorn in this narrative that that there's massive election interference on Biden's behalf, when in reality, the entire world knows that Russia did and still is interfering on Trump's behalf. And their activities are far-reaching and well-documented and leagues more insidious. Like, purposefully downplaying the more serious threat posed by Russia isn't only preventing us from taking measures to keep this country safe from an active cybersecurity attack, but it's giving Putin tacit permission to keep doing it. And, and I don't think I have to explain why that's dangerous. I'll tell you why. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! <laughs> exactly why. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember uh, reading about the, the hackers, if uh, it's okay to talk about that, um, that yes. they were coming from those three yes. different countries. But it's interesting why Russia has been swept under the carpet or rug, yes. whatever you prefer. <laughs> no, I think I think rug. I don't know. Let me think here. Rug or carpet? I think I think rugs are easier to clean, aren't they? Yeah, I, I agree. You can move them around. You so, know, you can see what's under them. So, so let's say rug. Let's say swept under the rug. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Cornell? Rug or carpet? I think I'm going up with the carpet. Oh really? I thought you were going to, I, I th- I th- I th- going to say wait till tomorrow's show. Fooled <laughs> <laughs> you this time. Ooh, he's trying to dupe us. <laughs> nice one, Corner. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, Darlene. What What is your views on that? Why Why Russia is being pushed out of the picture well, well i think i think you know it was stated that i i suspect and i don't know this i have a and i would say i suspect if i had put on a scale to one to ten i would say six just above 50 percent that putin has something on trump and we nobody knows we can't put our finger on it we don't know what it is but right. it just seems that that there's got to be something there and, you know, I feel like Clouseau, you know, I'll, I'll go investigate. I'll tell you what the answer would be. I'll tell you, this is the investigation. You know, we'll find out what the investigation reveals. We don't know what's going to be. We'll find out what we're going to do. So, what, 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 what I think You know, Andy, I, I really understood you. Again. <laughs> now, we're in trouble now. Uh, <laughs> what, what the... We can really put Cornell in trouble and get him to repeat back what you said. By any chance? Oh, now we're talking. Now we're yeah. talking. Yeah. I think meat. it was. It, it yeah. probably was filet mignon. Mm, very nice, it, it, very nice. It, it, it's fancy. It, 
Yes. Actually, if you get the door crazy here, that's what we tend to do. So we'll try to, <clears throat> okay, bring her on in here. Bring her back. Run her in. Bring her back. Bring her back. Come on back now. Come on back. Okay. <laughs> now we're, we're getting the show back in order. And uh, so what I think is uh, 60, one out of 10, I'd say six, that Putin has something on Trump. And if we go back as far as, got it, way, way back. Well, let's go back as far as the meeting between Trump and Putin in Geneva when each one was at a podium and Trump was asked about uh, Russian interference in the U.S. 2016 election and, and Trump saying, I don't know why they would do that. Um, and and even though he had intelligence from the most sophisticated, most powerful intelligence network in the world, the United States, all the intelligence networks that confirmed that the Russians interfered and he was asked if he addressed it with Putin, and Putin said, no, no. And Trump said, no, he said he didn't. Oh, I guess he didn't. Oh. Well, <laughs> so, so, but he's the president of the United States. Yeah. And he's given information by United States intelligence that he did. So, and it's not only that, but there's other, you know, how about the bounty? How about the bounty on, on our military, the troops' heads in Syria? Afghanistan, um, in Afghanistan, that twenty thousand dollars ahead, and Trump had never ever addressed it. That one, you know, is it's it's been confirmed by several sources. I don't think there's been a definitive on it, but it's been pretty darn close to being definitive that Putin did that. Twenty, I'll pay twenty thousand dollars per body. Every American soldier that we kill in Afghanistan. Wow. And and Ooh. Trump has. You know, and then we can also, if we look into the financial matters of the Deutsche Bank loans uh, that Trump made and the Deutsche Bank money, where does that come from? Banks get money. They get money from one source to give to the other source, and everybody makes money down the line. That's how loaning, that's how loan, money loans work, right? On interest. Um, and Deutsche Bank got, gets a, a large part of their uh, funds from Russian oligarchs. And there's a question. I'm just throwing this out there because it has been raised uh, by legitimate sources that um, uh, the Deutsche Bank funds that went to Trump came from, in part, by Russian oligarchs. And I'm not stating right. fact here. I'm stating something that's been you know, under suspicion and mentioned and talked about and written about by a variety of sources. Um, yes. And, and I think we'll eventually get to the bottom of it. Um, but I, I think that, that there's got to be something there. It just doesn't make sense with – if you look at the relationship between Trump and Putin, um, there's something – there's got to be something there. And, and earlier there was this rumor, which I don't believe, that when Trump went to go to Russia, and matter of fact, he asked when he was a businessman going to look at a, a putting up a Trump resort in, in Moscow, that Trump stayed in this high-end hotel and, and Putin – or somebody there sent uh, Trump uh, a group of high-class prostitutes, and um, it was taped, and Putin has those tapes, and now Trump is walking on thin ice when it comes to Putin. And and that's just a rumor that's been out there, but we don't – you know, I, I don't want to propagate – I don't want to promote that. You know, I don't want to promote that because we of don't know course. if there's any – yeah. Bearing, but I just want to mention it because it has been mentioned. And that's the only reason I'm saying it. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's something there. So when you think there's something there, what could it be? Could it be that? Could it be, what could, you know, something, maybe a financial something? Who knows? Who knows? But mm. I think there'll be a time that, whether it's during or, or post his presidency, that things will begin to surface. And I even wonder, uh, I even wonder, uh, as I heard recently, um, an interesting commentary that, you know, if if Biden wins in November, watch Trump resign in December, Trump and the Pence becomes president, pardons Trump prior to the January 20th change of regime. Regime. Spit it out, Eddie. Spit it out. Regime. Um, <laughs> I, I heard that mentioned, and, and when people talk about that, they're serious. I'm not. I'm not serious. I can't imagine that happening. But then how many things have happened when, when Andy Kibble said, no way? I know. <laughs> oh, it's anything is possible. You never really could know. You have to come to the end and see. And I'm like, 
Stop voice, stop voice, it's epic. <laughs> we don't okay. know. We don't know. Okay. But it's kind of interesting, it's just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to try and fill in the gaps, but it is concerning. Yeah. It is concerning, and mm-hmm. I think it's only right that everybody has the right to do that. I mean, you're trying to trust somebody who's, who's got your life in his hands. And um, when you've been failed many times before, and I mean, not everybody's been failed, obviously, because a lot of people voted for him, and I don't know if they feel let down by him in any way. But when you put all that trust into somebody to tell you the truth, and let's face it, not all politicians do. Granted, they can't tell you all the truth for, for many, many reasons. But still, you expect some sort of loyalty to guide you in the right direction. And when things yeah. like this occur, it makes you suspicious. You're bound to question these things. And then you've got people who are so emotionally attached to their leaders or, you know, movie stars, whatever it is, and they hear a bad word about that person, they just won't pay attention anyway, no matter if it is the truth. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I've, I've, I've been know. there myself in the past with that, that situation, so... You know, kind of evolved from that. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to be blindsided by everything. And I was, I was there once in the past. You know what I did? What's that? I stepped in the same puddle I previously stepped in. (laughs) Oh man! So Andy, did you get wet? (laughs) Yeah, twice. Twice. (laughs) I wanted to see if it worked. They say never step in the same puddle twice. So I tried it, and they're right. You get Uh wet. You get twice as wet. So I agree with you. Oh my God! Did you have That's your glasses on? He was a genius. And, and uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And uh, Trump, uh, we interviewed Trump here, and let me pull that up. Clip five. Here we go. Uh, here's the here's what Trump has to say. What I say is what I say. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. And honestly, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. And that's um, all you had to say about the matter. And, I'm you know, sorry too, agree. Mr. Trump. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. That's a yeah. shame. Yeah. That clip does amuse so, me, though, I must admit, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's happening in the UK? What, what's going on? What, what, are, what are people saying over there about, about what's happening in America? I mean, we have a big influence on the world, so we must be talked about. What, what are they saying over there? Well, it's always reported. As for what people are saying, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I can only report my opinion. Um, but, you know, the media are keeping a very close eye on the things he's trying to cover up, like we discussed. They mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they point out the, the things that he's trying to say, and they've even said mm-hmm. that a lot of those things are fabricated and, and lies, like we've had on previous shows with pointing out the facts. You know, the media's been reporting on that. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping a very close eye on him. Uh, Joe Biden's been in the news a few times, not as much as Trump, though. He's always in the news somehow over here. So um, that that to me is fascinating mm-hmm. that, you know, all eyes are on him. Um, but he's always painted in a way that's suspicious. Mm-hmm. I think people here are suspicious of him. I've had many conversations with people um, and we've talked about Trump. I'm, I'm like, so, so what's your thoughts on Trump? And, you know, the immediate response is, mm-hmm. ah, well, yeah, I don't like him. I'm like, really? Okay, why is that? You know, he seems very much egotistical and, you know, he's pompous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because that's what a lot of people think. British people are pompous and, you know, upper class, stiff upper lip, that kind of thing. Um, but mm-hmm. we view... Mm-hmm we view others the same way and I'm not saying that you know we're all a judgmental uh people but I think everybody is to some level right yeah. we make our opinions yeah. based on the actions of, of others and what's what's shown to us in the media so uh it's interesting yeah. that he's always in the news somehow in some way of something that people believe he's doing wrong or you know they're trying to stir the pot a little yeah 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 
I hear you. I hear you. Like the whole Joe Biden thing, they 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 painted him in a really nice light, but they've attacked Mm -hmm. Trump. So, I guess we could Mm -hmm. say that's what the media think of him. Whether that represents the people, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I agree. We'll talk about it some more. We're going to come right back after this break. Hi again. This is Lloyd Booker, co-host of the Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker Show, Coast to Coast, Ebony and Ivory. And the other day, I was having a discussion. I was rapping with my man, Snoop Doggy Dog, and also photographer to the stars, Brian Wells of Togo Coffee in Seattle. And we were discussing riots, the coronavirus, unemployment, our economy, and our vets returning back with PTSD. When Brian shared with us that he was suffering from chronic neck pain and also headaches as well as blurred vision and he couldn't sleep. So myself and also Snoop Doggy Dog rapped to him and told him, listen, you need to go to see Uncle Ike. Why? Because Uncle Ike can take care of all of your THC and CBD needs. He also handles uh, situations with stress, sleep deprivation, certain types of epilepsy, chronic pain, certain drug and alcohol dependencies, and also can alleviate the pain that might be caused by certain illnesses and MS. Go to Uncle Ike's, five locations in Seattle, and you can also go to ikes.com. Again, Uncle Ike's serves those that serve us. Yes. Uncle Ike that was Uncle Ike yeah, up, up in, Oh, yeah. Uh, Ike has several locations up in Seattle, Washington area for those in the United States. And um, I look them up and give them a call. Um, yeah. And um, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> hey, Andy, I heard that Trump is in Philadelphia. Oh, really? I, I heard that, too. I heard that, yeah. too. My old hometown. I, I, do you know what's going on there? Uh, Cornell's more of your neck of the woods. What's going over there in Philadelphia? Well, actually, when I was driving on the expressway, you know how basically they try to, you know, the police. You could tell he was here because it was a lot of police out there, you know, covering the exits mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But what's going on in the neck of the woods mm-hmm. over here? It's basically the same thing that's going on in Philadelphia. A lot of craziness and um, political situations and a lot of people, you know, wearing, well, actually, I guess I must say in Philadelphia, a lot of people, you do see a lot of people, especially in Delaware, you see a lot of people wearing a mask. So that's a good thing. So, you know, one thing about over here, I mean, they really taking it serious. Some, you know, because everywhere I go, I see everybody, you know, going in the store with their mask on and all that stuff. We, and, uh, we have a clip here on our, our interview we have did recently with Donald Trump regarding masks, and here's what he had to say. Now that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. <laughs> yeah. It's so. Was he it talking about the quality of the mask or just wearing one in general, do you think? <laughs> no, it was a tricky one. So, it, so basically, it was a mask that said tricky on the front of it. All <laughs> oh, right, I see. <laughs> no, it said so, tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Pretty warm, people. Yeah. In California, my neck of the woods that are still burning, they're about 7 or 8% contained here now. Um, more so up in Northern California than my neck of the woods down here in, near Los Angeles. So they're still right. burning here in the um, San Gabriel Mountains. Um, wow. But um, the, um, and, you know, a, a tragedy here was a couple who had died in California. Fire were, uh, they were about ready to evacuate an elderly couple. And then they decided to reconsider and uh, decided not to evacuate. I wonder why they wouldn't. Why would they reconsider? I mean, if I see fire, I'm out of here. Yeah, Maybe I, that's I'm not the same. Yep. Me. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, that would just be too much for me. I would rather play it safe than you know. I mean, maybe they thought the value of everything in their home was important, or you yeah, know, one right. of those 
fleeting moments of thoughts that try to uh, convince you otherwise of something and like, oh yeah, actually no, I think we should stay. That's such a shame. Yeah, it's a shame shame because people don't realize smoke can kill you more than fire. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yes, of course. And fire is something to be playing with. No. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I know. It's, it, when you hear things like that, and they were, you know, they were a couple in their, uh, in their 60s or 70s. They, uh, they were packed up and, and ready to, to leave. And yeah. what happened was um, they were, they somehow were provided information that fire was 51% contained and getting better. And they decided not to leave after all. They right. probably and, have uh, no place to go. You know, they probably you know, here's you know, yeah. you know something. Here's a cor- interesting correlation. They were t- somehow they got information and they were given wrong information, right? Obviously, the fire was not 51 percent contained. We don't know where that came from or how they got that information, right? But couldn't we also? These are two people that died. You know, they could have left and they'd be living right now. Um, what else can we compare that to? That's happened in recent history on a much larger scale. Do 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 do. Coronavirus. Oh, what? Uh, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Think think about if we were told back in February that hey, uh, we have a approaching pandemic that could be pretty severe. Folks, don't don't panic down. There's no reason to. But what we're going to do is we're going to be proactive. We're going to minimize its impact here in the United States, and we're going to tell you now what you should do as national policy. Close down. The governor's got to close you down. We're going to recommend to the governors of all the major urban areas that you close down temporarily, and we're going to we're going to you know make sure everybody's tended to financially. Yeah. The second thing we're going to do is is social distancing, wash your hands, and wear masks. Okay. If you have to go out, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay apart from each other. Don't touch surfaces when you go out. If you do, wash your hands thereafter. And yeah. and come it come matter. You know what's interesting. Uh, I was watching some documentaries uh, all night last night. I was up. I just couldn't turn this thing. I, I was up most of the night last night watching documentaries, not purposely. Wow. Just, you know how you put you you put YouTube on and and if you have an autoplay, another of video course. starts to play. Yeah. And, and what I what I and I recommend everybody look. And I you know again I saw Sun came up this morning practically, so I don't know what the name of it was. I just wish I did. But here's what I I, I saw. Um, was a documentary. Um, it was actually at the yes, it was at the uh, Lyndon Johnson Museum. Look that up because the whole lecture series that happened, and this one had um, the folks that were with George Bush during the attack in 9/11. You know, the inside of what happened, what happened in the White House, what happened with uh, Dick Cheney, uh, George Bush, Air Force One. The whole thing was fascinating to see. You know, all these years later, them. You know, talk about what the, what happened, what went on, what how did everything you know, materialize forward uh, from, the, from the White House and Office of the White House President. Right. And what I saw was a president who had so much empathy and passion, and and when he got up on those pile that pile of rubble and took and took that megaphone and shouted, somebody said, "I can't hear you. I can't hear. I can't hear you." And you know, blah blah blah, and and the whole world is going to hear us when we respond to the people who did this to us. And that wasn't scripted, it wasn't prepared, it was genuine. And like or dislike Bush, and we could—that's a whole other subject, you know, the Iraq War and other things. But hey, the economy. Um, but how that was handled, how that national emergency was handled, I think was exquisite. And and one of the reasons why was who he was and how he was with the American people. He genuinely showed compassion and empathy. You know what else he did? Uh, a few days after the attack, um, 400 people gathered at the Javits Center. And Amanda Javits Center is a huge convention center in, um, in New York City, with major, okay. major conventions and yeah. whatever else. Right? Um, 400 families that lost loved ones gathered. And George Bush was going to stop by and say a few words. But you know what he did? He stayed for several hours. And he hugged people. He made people laugh. He asked about, you know, tell me something funny or, you know, antidotal about your family member or loved one. He hugs and he, he talked to people and he was genuine. And you see this video and you hear people talk about it. Compare that Republican. And just 
you know, again, this was this was just YouTube. It was up for I think the yeah, I just checked it out. Old. It's not even new. Yeah, it was um, it was actually it's in um Austin, Texas. Okay, well, oh, what's the name of the series again, Andy? It's it's if you look, yeah, yeah, it's Austin, Texas. If you go to the Lyndon Johnson Museum on YouTube. There's a series, yeah. and I watched one after another. And there was also folks that were there during the, the Kennedy assassination, the the one about the 9/11. There was another one. What was the other one? I forget. It was the wee hours this morning. People say, Andy, so what do you do with your time? Well, I don't sleep. But aside from that, um, <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> but you folks, no, but that's a really... good way to spend your time. Yeah, it's it's. Um, it, it was fascinating to me, and and, um, and I didn't mean to watch it. It just autoplayed. It wasn't something I looked for. And, and what good. caught me while I was watching it was this president, who I was not a fan of. I was a fan of how he – I was a fan of of, um, of the mayor of New York, uh, mm. Rodney – what was his name? Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. Not Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no, he was <laughs> – and, and Amanda said, "Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trusting his words here." <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Seriously, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know who Rodney Dangerfield is." Yeah, you know, no respect. You know what I mean? I went to go see the Surgeon General. No, what he did, he gave me a cigarette. No respect. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, <laughs> uh, um, so, um, but anyway, the, um, the way he. That was handled was just compared to how the uh, coronavirus, you know, the COVID epidemic yes. with this president um, yeah. is, you know, Rudy Giuliani, of course, folks, I was, I was kidding. Rudy Giuliani, the, the mayor of New York, um, was also exquisite in how he handled that. Uh, we won't talk about what he's been doing recently, but but during that crisis, um, what a difference in administrations between the Trump administration and the Bush administration. Yeah. Um, both Republican, both Republican, you know, both Republican. And and you know for the record, if I on on this show when we started out, and I think we talked about history for a little bit, um, we we kept saying about hey, you know, we'll talk about the facts and the news and whatever's out there. We'll provide our commentary. We'll um, give our thoughts and opinion, and we'll just kind of discuss and dive into the headlines. What are the headlines of that day? And get to yeah. the truth behind those headlines. And it happens to be you know, these headlines say we've got to get this this whatever you want to you know blank of a whatever. Out of the White House, and and I just for the record am an independent. I've supported several Republicans. I've skewed more. I've voted for more Democrats in my life than Republicans. I was a registered uh, Democrat. I switched to independent because I don't believe in voting for a party or supporting a party. Um, and I am an independent right now, and still support. Uh, so I, I voted for several Republicans the last election here in California, including the governor, and. Uh, um, but just so you know, it's not, it's not this uh, liberal Democrat anarchist. He's on the radio, kind of, you know, blah blah. He's, just, he's one of those Dems, no, folks. Uh, I've supported <laughs> several Republicans. I support Mitt Romney. If he was running today, I'd vote for him tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, so you don't don't be saying Andy Kimball's you know, this show, this coast to coast show, is just a, a leftist Democratic uh, platform to to promote the goodwill of Joe Biden. Uh, no. Uh, we need to get Trump out of the office, and I happen to like what Joe Biden's doing. Okay, over over anything, over anything possibly that Trump could even get close to touching, compared to what Joe Biden his experience uh, is and who he is as a person. So, yeah. if you yeah, want to call us, uh, you know, you know, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll come out right now and say, yeah, vote for Biden. You bet, you bet, you bet, vote for Biden. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you're perfectly and, entitled I, to, darling. You, you bet. And and can we stand another? What would country be with four more years of, of this guy, Trump. I don't know. I don't. I, I can't even imagine. I can't fathom the idea. But anyway, and it might happen. It might happen. You know, there's there's no saying. We might end up with four more years of, of Trump. And if that's the way it goes, then that's the way it goes. We can burn down buildings and protests and so forth. No. No. Maybe burning down buildings and protesting and causing some violent damage. Uh, that has happened uh, recently, right? Yeah. To whatever scale. Yeah. Okay. It has. Uh, yeah, they tore down a lot of his, his, history statues too. Burning, Historic burning statues. cars, burning buildings, destroying businesses, uh, injuring people, shooting cops. It's happened, right? And then you hear 
Trump's saying if Biden gets in office, there's going to be protests, burning of buildings, taking down of statues, <laughs> uh, killing of cops. If Biden's elected, um, wait a minute, wait, wait, who's president now? Exactly that. You know, that's <laughs> avoiding responsibility a little. I'll tell you. It's like more than a, a little, but yeah, yeah. What's going on now? It's like a movie. I mean, uh, uh, it's like stuff that you see in a movie. You I know? hate a drink. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the bar. You know, last time I went to the bar, you know, this is obviously uh, prior to COVID. I, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of this drink, but uh, I, um, I went to the, uh, uh, the bar. <laughs> I can't tell you this. Again, this is the story of my life. I went to the bartender and I said, uh, I said to the bartender, hey, make me a zombie. A zombie. He said, uh, he said, God beat me to it. You know, I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, you know, it ain't easy being. Anybody, it's uh, not easy. But you do it so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. It, 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 it's been a great show, guys. You know, can very I ask a, can I ask relaxed. a question, guys? Sure. Seeing as you're in the U.S., have you guys got mm-hmm. the new um, contact tracing app for the coronavirus? No, I never heard of that. Contact tracing. Wait a minute. Is that when you? Oh no, I've heard about that. No, we do not have it. Yeah, supposedly we're it. meant to have it from 24th of September here in England. Northern Ireland have already got it. Um, it's provided by our house uh, system, the NHS, and you can basically go to a restaurant or you know a public place like a cinema, and they have a barcode uh, that you scan with this app, mm. and it tells you about the people that have scanned in, whether they've um, recently been uh, infected or around anybody else that has had the, the COVID virus. So supposedly it's meant to help everybody a little more know about people around you. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it all works by uh, Bluetooth. So it detects other people's phones, and that's how they find out that information. I find that very fascinating. I wonder yes, if you indeed. guys were do something like that over there. I have not heard of it. Wow. Okay. No. Okay. Wow. Well, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, the um, you know we're going to wrap this uh, show up here in just a couple of minutes, and I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, and uh, if you have an opinion on what we're talking about, we'd love to hear from you. Our live show is at 5 p.m. and that's Pacific time in the United States, um, Monday through Friday, five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. And uh, email us your comments, suggestions, opinions. Uh, your voice matters. Your opinion matters. We value it. And uh, yes, sure, we can get goofy and silly and have some fun here, but we do take the news and what's going on in the world and how things affect us quite seriously. And uh, and we want you to be part of that conversation. We want to hear from you. You know, these things affect you um, as much as probably more than us because we're just locked up in the studio here. We don't get to do a whole lot, but you guys do. So call <laughs> us and let us know what you're up to and tell us what life is really like outside of the world of Coast to Coast because we have no idea. So, Absolutely. Um, we want to know. It, Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> We we just Inquiry, keep yes. stuck in a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're sorry about this technical difficulties early on. I don't know what what created that. Uh, I'll try to work on it between today and tomorrow, um, and we'll try to fix those difficulties. But we're moving along right now. So um, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us here. Uh, it's uh, Andy Kimball and Amanda Love with Cornell, our producer, who does such a great job orchestrating and guiding us along, telling us what we should be doing when. He's working behind the scenes hard for us, trying to get the show oh, out there and all these you, other Andy. things. Absolutely. He's a hard working producer, and we love him for it. That's Cornell. I love you guys too, behind. man. Oh, never yeah, love. Joey, we thank you. And uh, Amanda, we'll see you tomorrow on the show. Cornell, I uh, hope you're going to be joining us, chiming in as well tomorrow. Where else am I going? Where else am I going? And again, folks, join the show live. Join the show live um, at 5 p.m. Pacific time and whatever it might be in your neck of the, of the woods, uh, wherever you live. Stay safe, stay strong, and um, and we'll see you tomorrow because uh, I stood all I can stand and I can't stand no more. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
So we'll <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, folks. Have a good night. Take care. Bye, guys. Take care. Oh man. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.